And welcome to Race Time Radio. Just getting geared up here. Got my earpieces in. Uh, should be all set and ready to go for another edition of Race Time Radio. Hope everybody's doing well. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Have we got a dandy lineup for you? Uh, we're going to start it off on Canada's East Coast. Uh, it was the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour making its return. To Speedway 660 out near Brunswick. And, uh, man, it was quite a show. By the sounds of it, 21 cars showed up. A uh, great field of uh, really heavy hitting iron. And it was Ryan Messer going to Victory Lane. And Ryan's going to join us right off the top of the show. Uh, then we're going to hear from Joan Rui from uh, Riverside International Speedway. Of course, Joan is the general manager of that big, beautiful facility. And we're going to have a quick, quick discussion with Joan and find out how everything is all laid out and getting ready to all turn on at Riverside International. Uh, it's going to be a big old time. I was at Flamborough Speedway last night along with Jerry Paxton, and we got a chance to meet the Flamborough Speedway announcer, Kevin Small. And, man, did we have a good time last night. It was the Bill Zardo Memorial. Uh, they had pro late models on the schedule, Ontario Challenge Cup, and uh, it was a tremendous night of racing, along with Oscar, Hot Rods, and Modifieds. Um, I, we got clips. We got clips from uh, at Flamborough just yesterday. Uh, we're going to run those through tonight. Uh, we're also going to hear from uh, 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 last week's APC winner, the number 54 of Danny Benedict, uh, got into victory lane. First time. And I'll tell you what, that uh, uh, changing the color of the car maybe did something, Junior. He uh, did a great job last weekend. Yeah, definitely. They, uh, they've been working hard on their program. Uh, you know, definitely uh, changing the color means that, means that there's, uh, you know, significant sponsorship there. And, and uh, um, you know, Danny Benedict and, and McCall have been working together for, for quite some time. And, uh, man, they've built a program out that, uh, you know, I've seen them night number one or or the day before night number one at Sunset Speedway, regular points night. And, uh, you know, they they unloaded and, uh, you know, we we watched them uh, kind of progress through the afternoon Mm -hmm. test session. Yeah. And I said, man, he's got he's got a piece to work with here. (laughs) And, uh, uh, you know, I think that uh, everybody in attendance seen it night number one. Uh, he was a top five car for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, missing a few things, right? He was missing a you know a little bit of drive off. He was missing a little bit of roll through the center, and uh, that was on night number one of of regular racing, May sixth uh, at sunset. Uh, but you could tell that he was right on the cusp of being lights out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he rolled out on the racetrack uh, uh, for, um, you know, opening night of APC competition. And, yep. and uh, you know, we, he was right there. He was right there uh, near the top of the chart. Um, you know, the invert, the way that the inverts happened, uh, um, he, uh, he, he ended up settling in uh, and riding for a little bit. Uh, then when he took the lead, man, he just checked oh, out. Did and, he ever. And he put a whooping on the field. 
Um, and, and uh, you know, uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah. Danny Benedict and his whole team, uh, you know, Cowboy Dan Price and, and uh, Danny's dad and, and the, whole, the whole shooting match over there. Um, uh, they are poised for a heck of a season in APC. Well, they sure are. And G-Force did another phenomenal job on race number one for the APC series. Kind of cool. We got a chance to see it on Rev TV. Uh, watched it. Man, it looks so good. Nice and clean. Uh, the guys did a phenomenal job with that race, as always. And you can look forward to catching those races on G-Force and uh, on Rev TV throughout the course of the year. So, Kind of cool to see that. We're also going to hear tonight from uh, J- Jacob Dykstra. Yeah, the 5D sprint car. Uh, he was running south of the border, jumping in with the World Outlaws. And I noticed that. And I went, hey, I haven't seen Jacob up here. So I thought, man, I'm going to reach out to Jacob, check him, check in with him, and get him on the program and find out how the World of Outlaw deal went and to find out what the plans are for 2023. Thought he'd be a great guy, past champion of the Action Sprint Tour, and uh, he's one of those drivers that I know a lot of people keep their peepers on, including us at Race Time Radio. Then we're going to go off to Canada's West Coast. The RS1 Cup Series about to take to the racetrack at Area 27 out there, and it's the first points night coming up next weekend. So I thought it'd be a good idea to check in with one of the competitors in RS1, a guy we're all familiar with across the country, Cameron Haley, from out there in Alberta, is going to stop by the show tonight. We'll talk some RS1, and we'll get caught up with Cameron Haley. But what do you say, Junior? We get to the Zoom line, and let's welcome in guest number one. He drives car number one, and he was number one on Saturday at Speedway 660. Of course, I'm talking about Ryan Messer. He's with us on the old Zoom line. What's going on there, Ryan? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Not too bad at all. Well, uh, let's talk about yesterday, shall we? You did a damn good job behind the wheel of that number one car. Uh, home track race for you, too, right? That is home for you. Yeah, 660 would be my home track. Yeah, good deal. Good deal. Take us back through the race because I uh, was doing a little bit of studying today and had a look and I went, where did Messer start? Is he like a pole, outside pole kind of guy? Not so. Man, you were all the way back in 16th. So qualifying definitely didn't go the way you kind of wanted it to. No, and that one was all that was all driver error there. I <laughs> lapped two. I sent it through the beach in the heat race and finished last in that. So yeah, I had to had to start way back and just try to be patient and keep the fenders on it and almost tore the fenders off it too, trying to get up through, but, uh, managed to hook on with, uh, Slon White and Butcher and a couple of them fast cars. And I knew that they were going to, they were going to weave their way up there. So just if I could hook on with them and go and, and they were no time getting up through and was able to follow them and, and then just try to log laps and, and save for the end. So, no, we were able to get up there, and then it was smooth sailing after that. But definitely wasn't an easy one. Ah, for those that don't know about uh, the beach, as you describe it, at Speedway 660, what's the beach? Oh, the beach is probably this patch of sand that's a couple of car lengths wide or so, and that's just before you hit a basically a, a dirt wall like you climb the bank and if you make it to that you're going to do some damage but the beach is a little bit forgiving there's not a concrete wall to to tear stuff up with so if you just kind of slide off it it's not too bad you might have to vacuum some dirt but you won't have to really fix a whole lot so i drove through that and kept going and 
And, uh, yeah, so it put me in a bad spot for the feature, but I knew I had lots of time to, to try to be able to get up there and, and ended up working out. Yes, by the sounds of it, uh, you took the lead on lap 134. Uh, there was eight cautions for uh, the 150, which isn't really too bad. Uh, was there many cars get tore up? Uh, with that eight cautions, or were they just uh, hitting spins and uh, seeing everybody at the beach? Uh, just little spins. Uh, there was one that I was kind of involved in right on lap uh, eight, I think it was. Um, I ended up just kind of getting in it and started sliding, so I had to mat it and get it down into the dirt and get it to the infield and try to get out of everybody's way. So I think there was probably four or five cars that got something out of that one the rest of them were all just uh like single spins and stuff just enough to bring a yellow out and and have to re-rack them and go again so uh but no it wasn't too bad really how about late in the race right i know when uh whenever a driver is leading the race the last thing they want to see with you know five ten to go is a yellow flag was there any of that yesterday or were you guys pretty well clean and green to the end after that 134 mark it was pretty clean and green, really. Um, we would keep getting the yellows, uh, at least up in the top five or so. We would keep kind of going back to the exact same positions and running the exact same lines, like almost almost every time. And then under green, I was able to take second, and then that's when I really wanted to see a yellow to be able to, to kind of get started on that front row because I had saved enough. And then with 20 to go, I said, it's it's go time. So I need, I need this yellow to to kind of have my chance again here and uh we, we ended up getting one with 18 to go whatever it was and that was what i needed there and we were able to to capitalize on it and pull away yeah that's the way to do it i noticed craig slon white driver of the 99 uh he's picking away at it man he's the past champion of the series he ended up getting a second place uh did you feel him right there uh, Craig's always one of those guys that you can race with and you don't really have to worry too much about, uh, you know, him pulling a bonehead move. He doesn't normally do that kind of thing. No, you never have to worry about Craig. He's one of them guys that I ran beside him there for, for a few laps when I did get up to him. And I don't think we touched once the whole, whole time. Um, I watched him lead He He led over a hundred laps easy. I think like he led pretty well all, all of it once he got up there. Um, so yeah, just, I was with me and Jarrett, we rode behind him for, for pretty well the whole thing. Um, so yeah, no, Craig is one of the very best and I love running against guys like that. You can race hard with, but you don't get tore up. So it's pretty fun getting to do that. Would you say Ryan, that this is your best start ever in your career pro stock running? Yeah, I, for sure. Um, last year, like it was we honestly, we finished four out of 11 races, something like that. Like it honestly didn't even make sense, but we, it was, it was horrible. The stuff we would break, it just stuff that you never really should break. Just our luck seemed to go that way. Yep. And then it's this year, it's just the total opposite, like two big one fifties with just absolute stout fields. And we were able to, to get two wins so far. So no, couldn't have, couldn't have pictured it going any better than that when you have a bad year like that you know it's it's you you think you go back to the drawing board and you change a bunch of stuff but really the luck the luck has to change right there there has to be the luck factor that's Um, pretty much it we haven't really changed much like even all last year like we've had awesome race cars really and they're and we've been getting them better we just last year had nothing to show for it yeah and this year we're starting to we're finally starting to have something to show for it 
And uh, hopefully we're not done there. Hopefully we can keep the ball rolling that way. Now, yeah. I know you didn't change much, but is there any rituals that you want to alert <laughs> us on? Are there any fun rituals? Because some, some of these stories come oh, out. Oh, I you know. know you, you, no more maple cookies in the hauler. Yeah. Or no more. Uh, Same underwear you for know, you a no month. peanuts. Yeah. Right? You yeah. can't uh, walk under the ladder. No, right? Nothing special, really. Come on now. Um, <laughs> mainly this year, we just want to try to. To keep having fun. I mean, after last year, there were so many times we'd leave the racetrack just frustrated and just kind of baffled some week of just of how bad stuff can go sometimes and just and not see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so to be able to be in the complete opposite direction of that and just things just kind of keep getting better right now, I guess, knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, but just hopefully we can keep doing what we're doing. Um, just keep having fun and good finishes and Hopefully, keep that keep it going the rest of the year. If you just tuned in to Race Time Radio, welcome aboard. We're with Ryan Messer, driver in the number one out on Canada's East Coast. He was in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, made the return to Speedway 660 after not being there for a long time. Uh, race number two of the schedule was at Speedway 660 just yesterday, and it was Ryan that took his number one car to Victory Lane. Uh, tell me, right? Uh, I can't remember, and uh, forgive me, but I can't remember seeing your name in race number one at Scotia Speed World. Were you in that race? No, we didn't end up making it down. Um, we were running a few races with the parts for, or the Maritime Pro Stock Tour um, this year, so we're kind of just kind of jumping around this year. We've been doing that the last few years, and we've been really enjoying it. So. Um, yeah, we're hopefully going to be running the IWK 250 and maybe the Cat 250, and we'll see if we can fit any other in from there. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, uh, when you do go to a race that you guys have got that plan, you're going to go after it, and uh, everybody, including the driver, knows what the program is that night. That's kind of a cool way to do it. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, so, uh, your next race will be where and when? Uh, it will be next weekend at Petty Raceway for the round two of the the new Super Late Model Series. Yeah, there you go, and you lead that one too. Now, what's going to happen, Rye? If you go out there and you win this next one or finish right up there with a win at the beginning of the year, you're going to find yourself hemmed in and wanting to do them all. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I don't know if I'll be able to do, do what we've been doing the last couple of weeks there. Just I'm as a driver, I'm not as good at petty, but I think we're starting to get the hang of it. We get in our cars better and better. Um, but there's a lot of guys just like the Slon Whites and Corey Hall, Ashton Tucker, all these guys that have been racing against us. They, I know that they have that place figured out, and I'm getting it. So uh, running with them guys every every week, I I learn where where they get me there. So uh, no, I'm definitely excited for it. Um, our cars are are better than they ever have been before. So uh, I have high hopes for it. Yeah, well, that's what you got to do. Sponsorship on that number one's got to mean a ton, and you got to be making them proud, man. Picking up two big wins like this. Uh, who you got on the uh, quarter panels of that baby? I've got the uh, the waterfront pub and eatery, uh, McLaughlin overhead doors. Uh, Northeast Distributors, uh, Rec Auto Car Quest, The Cabin Restaurant, Watson's Home Building Center, Excel Manufacturing, Thunder and Lightning Motorsports, uh, Bumper to Bumper, uh, Castrol, uh, CSN and Dana's Collision Center, uh, Garaga Experts, um, Wonder Muffler, Service Master Clean in Moncton, 
Burkhart Construction, MC Hammer. Um, I got to thank also just my crew and my mom and dad, uh, Brian, George, uh, Xander, uh, my girlfriend Camden, all my grandparents, um, everybody that comes and helps and supports and makes it makes it able to to do this. Well, hey, without them, we can't do stuff that we do, right? Like without my son Joe and without Sue, I wouldn't be doing what I do today. I can tell you that uh, they play yeah. an integral part in life and uh, integral part in what we do, and that's kind of cool, man. When you can reward them with success, I know they all share in that success because uh, without one, you don't get any. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a team effort, and as bad as things would go last year, every one of them kept coming back every week, so I couldn't do it without them. So it's great to have things finally going the other way, and we're having a little more fun with it this year. Well, good for you. Congratulations on the win. Uh, much continued success. We plan on having the Super Late Model Series winner on next week as well. So uh, you never know. You could be getting a return trip here again. I hope I, hope I get to talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> You'd sound like Craig White for, what, uh, five races or six races last yeah. year? He was on every time, and people were starting to say, is that a repeat? Well, he started to get my salary <laughs> is what started to happen. He started. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah Slon White, man, he was hitting the mark last year. And watch out. He's going to so many good competitors. And uh, you guys are in a good place out there, right? Keep it going, man. Keep her going. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's Ryan Messer, one of the best out there on the East Coast. But I'll tell you, there's so many good competitors out there. Uh, I looked down through the list, Junior, and I seen uh, the 23 car. Lonnie Somerville was back there a ways in that race. Uh, you know, uh, Butcher, he came away with the win last time out, finished third this time around. He's getting some consistent finishes. And... Uh, you know, that was the first time he was around 660 in a little while. He has done laps here, but he hasn't got laps there like he does at Scotia and Riverside and the rest. Yeah, Jared's turned a big corner this year. Oh, yeah. You know, picking up the win, uh, monkey off the back, right? Um, that's the confidence that he needs. Um, I look for him to hit victory lane a bunch more this year. Um, and, you know, when, when you get that monkey off your back, it, everybody can see the consistency that the kid has had. Um, he, he's been lights out for quite a few years oh, yeah. in that second, third, fourth position, Mark. Um, but, uh, you know, watch for him to uh, collect a bunch of wins here. Uh, as, you know, you look at the stuff that he's doing down south, he's he's posting numbers every time he goes down there. So um, it's uh, definitely going to be intriguing to uh, to see what, uh, what all transpires out of the, the butcher camp this year. Oh, you want to believe it. Okay, we're going to hit our first break of the night when we come back. You want to get caught up on Riverside International Speedway? They're about to bust the gates open again. We're going to get all the details from the general manager. Joan Rui is going to join us on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Hey, race fans, this is Larry Barrio, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM from Channel 157. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. 
It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live at Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the highway, channel 56. I need something you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country, channel 61. Or 80s and 90s prime country on channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Well, let's welcome in our next guest. Things getting all set and ready to go and fire up at Riverside International Speedway in Antigonish, Nova Scotia. And to talk more about that, how about the general manager of Riverside? We have Joan Rui with us. What's going on today, Joan? How are you? Hey, Joel, I'm great. How are you? Not bad at all. Man, tis the season. How are things looking at Riverside International? Oh, well, you know what? Every day, every day we're making big, uh, big strides in the right direction. Uh, that's another week now until our 
until our season opener at the end of this week. We're starting off the monster trucks, and we've got the place looking just great. Have yeah. a great team there. You have got a lot happening this year. I've been following along throughout the course of the off season. As mentioned, you got monster trucks. Eventually, we're going to see street stocks back at Riverside on the high banks. That's been a while since those cars have been out there. you got a lot of excitement going on, not to mention everything else that we uh, see at Riverside on a yearly basis. Yeah, we sure do, Joe. It's a, it's a fantastic facility, as you know. Uh, we're real happy to be using it more this year than we have over the past few years, for sure. Uh, the return of the street stocks has been just a, a great announcement for us, a lot of excitement about that. Uh, we've got them there twice this year. They'll be there with our racing season opener on June the 10th, and they're back with us again on September the 9th. And that's done under the umbrella of uh, Mass with Craig McFetridge. Uh, great, great guy, and he started the. He, I guess, shouldn't say he started. I guess he he re rebounded the Sportsman Series that we've had at Riverside for years with the rebirth of that last year in the uh, Auto World Sportsman Series. So this year he wanted to do some street stock racing, and we're bringing it on, bringing it on. It's great. It's been almost twenty years since we've seen street stocks at Riverside. Isn't that amazing? You know, and technology, of course, has changed in twenty years. It's going to be interesting to see uh, those street stocks back on the high banks. They're going to get humming. I can uh, genuinely believe it. That's yeah, going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely no question. A lot, And like I said, a lot of interest with, with the race fans, too. Yeah, amazing. Amazing to see. Let's start out with the monster trucks. You got that coming up next. Tickets, I guess, would all be on sale. It's going to be different. How are you going to do that on the infield? Of course, Riverside, for those who have never been to Riverside, what a beautiful facility. It's all paved on the infield and... Uh, it's just a beautiful place. How are you going to do that? You're going to cover it up with dirt and make jumps? And what, what's going to happen so, there? So we've had a lot of material actually hauled in this week. Uh, everything, we, we won't be doing anything on the racetrack at all. Um, the uh, entire monster truck show will be in the infield portion. Uh, we're also they're gonna we're going to have a stunt show along with that. And then we're going to have some freestyle motocross too. So the uh, layout that we've got, the layout we have on paper subject to change when we actually start to set it all up. Uh, that the stunt shows and the freestyle motocross will be on the front pit road. Uh, we'll do our pit party on the front stretch, and then the monster rides. Uh, they'll line up on the other side, and they'll ride them around turns one and two, and then through the infield. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be gonna be like a three ring circus there, but in a very good way. Well, uh, I wouldn't doubt fans will be coming from as far away as the other end of Nova Scotia to catch this at Riverside. Totally different. Uh, you guys have never had monster trucks there, correct? We have not ever had monster trucks at Riverside. And yes, we've sold tickets all over the province into New Brunswick. They've been on sale for about two months and I'm mean, just, just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. We're excited to be bringing up a different bunch of people into Riverside. You know, I think the overlap will be in, in, in the minority. Um, and, you know, it's a great way to make new fans. People don't realize what they have in their own backyard. Um, you know, and I, I'm a little biased, but I think it's one of the one of the best short track facilities in North America. Oh, hands down. It is definitely uh, love Riverside Speedway. Uh, Joan, with uh, the monster trucks themselves, how many trucks are you expecting? Or is that something that is uh, just part of the big organization that comes in? Do you know how many are going to come? Uh, not exactly. I mean, they're they're at a show in Bangor. It's like race cars, right? They go to they go the previous week and see see what happens. We'll have a we'll have a final number the first of next week, right? But that tour is in Bangor this weekend. 
So uh, we'll have, we'll certainly have enough to put on a good show. Riverside does not do anything that's not good. Oh, so that is a U.S. based uh, monster truck show that's it coming is. in like a monster jam, so to speak. Yeah, they're based out of Georgia. Wow! So the yeah. big names could be there, right? The Bigfoots and Gravedigger and all that kind. They're, but- they're in uh, they were in Missouri last weekend. Uh, like setting again until until we have a firm lineup, you know we won't uh, we won't release any names because we don't we don't want to disappoint any fans as we we never release names that aren't right right when we, when we talk about racing. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. That'll get the season all fired up, and then of course on July the tenth, uh, I know the short track race fan base and Andy Ganesh and all of Nova Scotia has got to be coming off the chip. The East Coast International Pro Stock Tour comes rolling in for stop number one at Riverside this year. And, uh, and there's no doubt that series is banging right now. Uh, you've got a lot of real fast cars, and uh, you're going to kick it all off with a 150. That's going to be a huge night. It is. It's, at, it's on June 10th, not July 10th. June, you almost June 10th. You almost gave me a stroke when you said that, Joe. <laughs> I had to stop and think, but... Anyway, no, it is June 10th. It's the week after the Monster Trucks. Uh, yes, we'll have the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour there, uh, and we will have the Sportsman, and we'll have the Street Stock as well. So we're really looking forward to it to get the to get the big boys on the racetrack on the high banks. And, you know, for a lot of them, it's a tune-up for the IWK 250. Oh, yeah. So, so I think we'll have a real good car count there and, and you know, I've never seen a bad race at Riverside, and this is not going to be any exception. No, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, speaking with Dwayne Baker just a couple of weeks ago at Sunset Speedway, uh, interviewing him after a hot hot rod win, and he dropped the bomb on me. He said, man, we're building a brand-new car for the IWK 250, uh, but we are going to make an appearance at Riverside on June the 10th, not July 10th, June 10th, and uh, they're going to come out, run that race, shake the car down and hopefully get some results. So uh, it, it, the reach is coming far and wide. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Dwayne's a good guy. He was with us last year for the 250, and we're really looking forward to having him back this year. Yeah, going to be incredible. Uh, tickets for that also on sale. Are they on sale for all of them now? No, actually, the IWK 250 tickets are not on sale yet. Um, just just like every other business in the world, we've had staffing issues this year. <laughs> we're we're settled down now, but we were a little late getting going. Uh, so I guess to save the sanity of our staff, <laughs> we, we won't. Uh, we'll put two fifty tickets on sale right after the June tenth race, uh, and then we usually do about a month ahead for for our final events after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be huge. Uh, of course, springboarding into that IWK 250, you got a big Thursday night party all planned, the tailgate party, the super weekend tailgate party. you got Friday night, Saturday. Uh, it, it's huge. That weekend's going to be big. Well, you know, Joe, we're actually, we start on Wednesday this year with the practice for the uh, Sportsmen and Legends on Wednesday night. Camping opens at 9 o'clock on Wednesday morning. You know, we've backed that up every year back probably 10 years ago. It was a Friday Saturday show, and we and we literally we had campers lined up on the Trans Canada Highway waiting to get in. So we uh, we Paul McLean, former manager, came up with a tailgate party. He said we'll get to do that to get some people in on Thursday. So we did that. Well, then after probably three years with that, and that was really successful. We had campers lined up on the Trans Canada Highway on Thursday. So <laughs> now we open at nine o'clock Wednesday morning. Last year, ninety percent of our campers were in on the on the Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a big weekend. It's a big weekend. Yeah, it sure is. Speaking of the Trans Canada Highway, last year there for the IWK 250, and needless to say, there was a lot of construction going on 
on that 104. How's it coming now? Uh, I know they had it all freed up, and we were able to get in and out of the Speedway without a problem last year. Uh, but it was uh, definitely under construction. How's it looking now? So up in front of the racetrack is all done. As a matter of fact, just a week ago now, they opened the section from Barney's River all the way down to racetrack. So uh, so it's all double double lane highway from Barney's. Well, actually, I think it's from just uh, just just the Antigonish side of New Glasgow. It's not completely done. I think probably the end of the summer. I think is what I've heard the highway. But certainly, uh, yeah, we're we're all free of construction at the exit to the racetrack now. We're good. What a monumental task that would have been uh, for for everybody out there to put that all in. I can remember uh, Jerry and I coming up from Halifax on our way to Riverside, cresting the hill, and I could see this. That it looked like a big highway off in the distance. And I mm-hmm. said to Jerry, look at that. They're putting another highway in. Well, lo and yeah. behold, after speaking with Donald, he said, no, no, that is part of what we're doing here. Uh, so yeah. it's it, monumental, man. It, it's well, well, just incredible. When you when you drive through there, you'll see, I mean, some of the rock cuts, at the, some of the rock they had to cut through to get to, to get through there are absolutely incredible. No, oh, just yeah. amazing. Ma- masterful piece of work. So after IWK 250 weekend, then you head off into uh, the later stages. Now we're getting into August. What's on the schedule there from there to the end? On August the 19th, we've got the Pro Stock Tour back with us again. Uh, this year it's the fourth race. It's the third race of this year, but it's the fourth race. We'll have them there four times this year. Uh, we have the Maritime League of Legends as well, and we have the uh, Hot Rod Classics, the vintage cars. So that'll be another good show. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, we'll close off the season with the Pro Stocks, Sportsman Street Stocks again in, on September the 9th. Always, always. The heart of a champion. Those hot rods have really come a long way. Yeah, I remember when that was just starting, we were out behind the grandstand on an IWK 250 weekend. And I believe it was Greg had his car right there. It was same year, Biederman's car was back there. And uh, it was kind of cool to see the stuff that uh, used to run the 250. And now look at their heart of a champion and a whole class is being developed. No, absolutely. We're we're happy to have played a part in the development of that series. And as much as them launching the series at the track the first year, they had the, uh, yeah, we had the Biederman car and we had two Biederman cars. As a matter of fact, we had the John Thompson car and the, and the blue 43. And then they unveiled the 99 Greg Seward's uh, Chevelle. Uh, with the announcement of that series, I believe the next year, and then the next year we had Patty Lawrence with his open wheel, and that was the that would have been the year before that. What twenty nineteen, I think. Yes, it was. And, yeah, and, yeah, and they've really uh, they've grown. There's a lot of I understand. There's some new hot rods coming this year, so they're they're always fun to see. I mean, it's fun fun for those of us that have been around racing as long as you and I have been, Joe, to see those brings back great memories, but also great to educate race fans on on the found foundation of racing in the region too so always, it's great always so much to see and do at riverside it's uh truly a, a unique facility and i know joan you uh do a great job in uh getting everybody entertained in there out of there the whole shot the whole experience is really something for short track fans uh to go out and experience at riverside holiday season's coming up if you're going to nova scotia you have to stop at this speedway uh joan uh, it's going to be a dandy start. I can't wait to get everything fired off, and uh, it's, it's going to be amazing. Little Birdie told me that Junior Handley may even be coming in for the IWK 250. So that would be kind of cool if we can see Junior back there, a couple-time winner of the 250 back in the day. 
back in the day. You know, we've heard the same rumor, um, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed. I mean, Junior is absolutely a um, – uh, he's a he's a legend all over North America, but certainly in Nova Scotia, you know, where where he hails from, and we're very proud of that. I'm fortunate to have known Junior for a long, long time, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be on it. And uh, if if he's gonna be there, we will we'll get something lined up that again, like I said, with the Hot Rod Classics, that people that remember him from years ago can see him again, and people that have only heard of the legend will actually get a chance to. Uh, to lay eyeballs on them. So yeah. it'll, it'll be fun if, it'll ha- if it happens, for well, sure. I'm at Flamborough Speedway this Saturday, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be sneaking around, and I can well imagine Junior's going to be there. So uh, I'll do a little pre- progging and see what I can get out of him, and hopefully uh, we'll look forward to seeing him. We, we call him the Hound in these parts. So he, he ran number 10 back in the day, and that was the name of his race car. It was the Hound. So for, for those of us that are racing uh, veterans... He is still the hound. One of the first times I was ever out the East Coast, and I uh, got to experience everything, one of the first guys I met was Jim Hallahan. He picked Mm -hmm. Sue and I up from the airport, actually. And uh, Jim Hallahan, of course, a legendary name in short track racing. And uh, we we spent a great deal of time that first night talking about back in the day. And uh, Mm -hmm. Jim Hallahan, of course, was from Ontario. He moved out East because he wanted to beat Junior Handley. And the way the story goes, Jimmy said, oh, no, Junior didn't want any part of me. That's why he moved to Ontario when I moved out to uh, <laughs> the Maritime. So we had a lot of fun with it. But uh, definitely back in the day, those guys were putting battles on that were memorable and still are to this day. But more memories yeah. to make this year. And There's no uh, questions. That, and that, you know, that, that's, that really, you mentioned that, Joe, that's something that we, we, we really uh, talk about a lot at Riverside is the opportunity for people to make memories. And that's one of the things we're talking about with our monster trucks, with our stock car racing. Good memories, they're going to come back. You know, so we, we want Riverside to be a part of their soul, not just something that they drop into every once in a while. And, and you know, we've been very fortunate. We've got a lot of those fans around, generations of race fans. Oh, yeah. Go once. You're coming back. I can guarantee yeah. it. Joan, this Absolutely. has been great catching up. I surely appreciate the time and uh, look forward to catching up with you here in about oh, a month and a half. You know what? It's uh, just shy of 50 days. I believe Friday it would have been 50 days to the 250. So we're on the countdown. We sure are. I've been counting it down since last year, but uh, we genuinely appreciate the time. Go after it. I know you will. And have a good time. Watch those monster trucks. All right, Joe. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. And thanks for having us on. That is Joan. Riverside International Speedway. You can check them out. Riversidespeedway.ca for any of the tickets or details you want to know. Definitely take care of you. Yeah. And dynamite job by that speedway. And I know we look forward to getting back out there for the IWK. But June 10th is going to be an interesting day, Junior, with uh, the cars getting out there. Everybody's going to want to run that 150, including Baker. He's heading all the way out for that race. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, Baker, is, uh, uh, he got his feet wet. Uh, he went out there uh, last year, right? Last yep. year, the year yep. before. Yep, last um, year. You know, and uh, uh, he definitely got his eyes opened up. <laughs> I talked to him at Sunset Speedway a few weeks back, and and uh, he said, "Man, I I I love it out there." <laughs> and uh, you know, you think back to uh, the the cat or the NASCAR uh, Pinty's days. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And and Baker absolutely loved that racetrack then. Yeah. Um, That's and, where he uh, really was introduced to it, was yeah. with the Pinty Series. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, he uh, he's definitely a, a competitor that uh, is, uh, you know, he he did not do well when he went out there the first no, time. No, but he didn't have and his car, right? He, he, he destroyed his car yeah. right back here before yeah. he went out there. Exactly. But uh, he did pretty good for getting a, having a car that wasn't his. But what I'm saying is, is he did not do Dwayne Baker-style oh, racing God, when he no. was out there. No, no. And Dwayne Baker does not like to get beat. No, no he doesn't. <laughs> they call him the bully for a reason. He's yeah. the nicest cat going, but yeah. uh, uh, he's definitely a bull behind the wheel, and and uh, he is uh, he's going out there guns a blazing. You know he this sure car that is. they're building um, is 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 a high bank car, and you know the 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 entire concept behind it is to go and run up front at the IWK two fifty, and and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what they can put together. And and uh, him and Junior Hanley have been uh, have been digging at this thing, so. Um, you know, look for uh, look for Dwayne to unload pretty good right out of the truck, and and uh, uh, you know to go out there for the one fifty just to get ready for the two fifty. That's a big investment for oh, a team. Huge, and, huge. Uh, uh, you know they're serious at that point. Yep. You want to believe it? We're going to hit this quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some results. We've got all that to come. Then we got Danny Benedict coming up. We've also got Jacob Dykstra coming up in hour number two. And Cameron Haley is coming up. we got a lot coming at you. Stay with us, Junior, and I'll be back in just a moment. Hey, race fans. Donald Chisholm from Riverside Speedway in Nova Scotia, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live at Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. 
Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home Great. away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Did you know you could get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just to tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks, and, of course, Monday nights on Rev TV Canada, along with the performance motorsportnetwork.com and all various ways of getting race time radio, gearhead country radio too. Keep uh, leaving those guys out, but they're definitely a part of the race time radio family. We were at Flamborough Speedway last night doing live coverage of the Bill Zardo Memorial uh, in the Hot Rod Series. Of course, it was night number one for Oscar, both divisions. Uh, you had the Oscar Hot Rods and the Oscar Modifieds. Let's hit the first clip we got. Uh, Jerry Paxton took care of the infield on Saturday night, did a great job in there, caught up with a lot of the winners, and we've got some of them for you here tonight. Let's kick it off with the Bill Zardo Memorial actual race winner, the number nine of Cole Weber went to victory lane. Here's what Cole had to say when he got out of that number nine machine. Looks like a pretty weary guy. 
Cole Weaver, you put on a show, man, but I think you used up a lot of race car tonight. Yeah, we uh, we used a lot at the end there. Uh, I think I was out of tire. Uh, we didn't have much tires. We were having to switch them through the heats in practice just to even have enough to try to make a shot at the end there. Um, but it's a good car. It had uh, pretty good long run speed there. Um, can't thank the guys enough. Chuck Lawler, Dale Barton. The only reason the car is here is because Chuck, uh, he comes down and works on it. I always tell him I'm too busy, and he's like, can you make it there Saturday? And I'm like, yeah, I can. And he gets it ready. So he's the man that does it. I got to thank my wife, my mom and dad, my kids. They're up here. Uh, it's great. Uh, it's three in a row at Flamborough. Uh, I love this place. It's the Bill Zardo Memorial Night, and I know you've raced against Bill. It must have been fun. Yeah. Um, it's kind of an honor to be out with a legend like he was. I only ran a select races last year, so I didn't get to see him a lot. We raced with him a, a bit. And when I did, you would have never known his age. You thought he was 20. So uh, his family's done an awesome job. He'd be looking down so happy at what they're doing for him. And I'm just uh, happy to be a part of it. So what's up next? I think Delaware for us, like I said, we're going to run in a select schedule again. Um, we're probably going to do Delaware Flamboroughs and probably a full throttle. Lots of action still to come. Congratulations tonight on winning the Bill Zardo Memorial here at Flamborough Speedway. Yeah, Thanks a lot. Great job for Cole. Uh, did a great job, Joe. Uh, he, along with uh, uh, Steve Book, um, uh, Dale Martin. Man, I'll tell you what, that guy was uh, on rails. He had to go to the back, cut a tire down, uh, went into the pits, come back out, and I'll tell you what, y'all, you know, you spotted for Dale in the past. You know what the guy's all about. That guy was rolling, but he couldn't get the number nine. Not without wrecking him, and that's yeah. not Dalen. No, for sure. He's a clean runner. And, and uh, uh, yeah, you know, you mentioned Bookie, and, and uh, I know J.R. Fitzpatrick was running in Bookie's second car in the 64. Um, a great car count for, for Oscar, and, and uh, great to see. Um, you know, a, a solid car count in the hot rod division out there. And, and uh, uh, you know, Cole Weber, uh, no joke at Flamborough Speedway. Obviously three in a row, but uh, um, he's been good there, you know, ever since he was in the OSS series, you know, back in the day. Every time they roll in there, uh, Weber would be on the top step of the podium. And, and uh, you know, him and the, the Lawmack family, they go they go way back. So uh, uh, definitely a, a, a wheel man, and, and uh, uh, he, it's cool to see him in victory lane um and and really cool that you know two different racetracks honored um uh you know mr zardo in in the way that they did right yeah. it's uh, sunset speedway and and as well with the with this one here at flamborough um it it goes a long way to show you the the power of uh the power of supporting racing racing uh it doesn't forget you no. and uh, um you know the the the, the amount of uh you know the the amount of of dedication that the Zardo family puts in to the sport um, is is unmatched across the, yeah. the, the the racing side and and uh, definitely uh, uh, cool to see Bill uh, honored the way that he is mm -hmm. uh, and and it's about racing too it's yeah. not about shedding a tear for the guy because he wouldn't want that no he'd no just no just want to see a good race. oh no he'd slap you guaranteed yep. pro late models also hit the racetrack they had double thirty lap features two of them. And J.R. Fitzpatrick went to victory lane in race number one. Jerry Paxton got him. Here he is.
I just want to know one thing, JR. What did you do to get two poles tonight? They've told me a cool trick on trying to pick pills because I used to always go through the bucket and dig around and take two and grab one. But she said just go in, grab one, and be done with it. And sure enough, that's two poles. And, uh, yeah, man, that hot rod's been a lot of fun. So thanks, Steve Book and his team, for letting me have the opportunity. But definitely here tonight, Chris House, his crew, guys, uh, Doug, everybody on this number 55. I'm pretty excited. Uh, we got uh, Ted McAllister here, Chris McComb off my team, and we're just having a lot of fun. I was really nervous because some guys all have new tires for here, and we're on a tire inventory, and we're on old ones still. And it's handling pretty good, not where it needs to be yet, but we'll see how it goes when we got to start probably, what, 13th or 14th, the next one. I was going to say the next one will be a little more of a challenge. You won't be able to have that uh, front row. Matt Box was giving you a little difficulty there on that start. Yeah, it was hard because we haven't been on these tires yet today, so I, I was pretty tight there, and I, I got into his door a couple times, so I apologize to him for that, but I tried to stay as clean as possible. Matt is a great guy, and uh, I'm glad he's here tonight, and uh, he's fast, so it'll be uh, an interesting second race. Now, I know you told us earlier in the season you were looking to do a lot of different things this year. You wanted to drive different cars and do different things. Okay, Pro-Late model and now the hot rod. What else you got in mind? Uh, really, anything that's got four wheels and anybody's got that I definitely like the opportunity to try. Uh, definitely just got to keep the fun in racing because this here, this program with 55 is a ton of fun and it shows. I mean, uh, like I said, we're not as good as we're going to be here late, later in the year, but we're, we're really getting better and I'm excited. All these guys at Flamborough race really good and uh, hopefully we'll put it on a good show for all you guys. A little bit of a scary note there when you tell me the car is going to get better as the year goes on. Yeah, it's just need some time, right? I haven't been in this car that much. We won the Triple Crown of the last year, but everybody that's been racing here at Flamborough have their cars working really good, and we're still trying to figure this one out, so it'll, it'll come. Look out, late models. Look out, hot rods. Look out anything with four wheels. JR is coming for you. <laughs> and that's uh, that's JR for you. Uh, he does a great job behind the wheel, even with the 55 car. Man, the 84, 55 doesn't seem to matter. JR always gives it 110%. He hit pay dirt again last night. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, he he is definitely his toughest critic, and he's the car's toughest critic as well. And, and uh, uh, you know, you want to you wanna elevate your program. You put a guy like that behind the wheel. And uh, he'll find the little things that uh, that you don't know about in your race car. Um, and uh, Chris House, uh, you know, on the other side of this deal, will have a better race car. <laughs> you can guarantee it. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. Second feature come out. And uh, it was a young guy going to victory lane. Now, I've had the fortune of watching this guy since the first day he stepped into a late model. And I can tell you, he is Mr. Consistency. He gets the job done. He did it at Flamborough Speedway just last night in that number seven car. His name is Ty Cavillan. Here, he's, uh, here he is with Jerry Paxton. He was a show. I, uh, I didn't know what we had starting on the outside, but the car was able to hook up and we pulled away, so able to keep it, and here we are. Joe was telling us he remembers you started in a late model at Sobel Speedway. Yeah, in the little junior lates, it was... When I was a lot smaller, so. <laughs> <laughs> but cars working good. You got off to a good start there on that front row. Yeah, it's it, it really hooked up once we could uh, start hitting our marks, get in our groove, and you know, I just want to say thanks to the whole crew and my spotter and all the sponsors, um, Noble Truck Bodies, Lynn Canada, Crown Rust Control, Image Wraps, Mark Ask and a Penn Ford. Uh, we got Brian Mack Fabrication, McDonnell Fuels and uh, new generation racing engines. What's up for the rest of the summer now? Oh, we'll be back. <laughs> Looking for more, but see what we got. Keep chasing it here at Flamborough. 
Yeah, more every Saturday night. Watch out for uh, young Ty Kavlin. He is uh, making waves in the number seven. Keep an eye on him. Yeah, definitely. He's got a good piece underneath him. Uh, you know that uh, that car there uh, is, is a is a heck of a race car, and and uh, uh, you, you said it best. You know, Mister Consistency. I know he started in the junior late models, started in a full body car, a late model as well, and and uh, uh, really, you know, at the United Eights at Sobble, <laughs> and and uh, uh, you know, kind of you know horned his craft and and uh, went and and got kicked off in in pro late model racing at Flamborough and. And he's been he's been doing great things, man. He he started at the back and and worked his way forward, and and uh, uh, now he's a force to be reckoned with night in and night out. And uh, uh, looking forward to seeing what he can put together. His his dad is the brains of Tim Schmidt, Andy Schmidt's operation oh, for a yeah. lot of years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of checkered flags in, in the Cavalin name, and and uh, it'll be really interesting to see what uh, what Ty and, and Tony can do together. I think you know that. That United 8 program at Sobble really, really sort of ingrains consistency. 100%. You got to watch your time. Yeah, you got to do that. But you got to be consistent when you do nail that time. Same thing at Delaware with the uh, uh, the, the eight cylinders that they got out there. Eight stocks. Stock V8 eight stocks. V8 yeah. stocks. Uh, same sort of thing there. If anything, those kind of classes are going to make better racers out of guys. And from a consistency standpoint. Yeah, and all the cars are tighter together, so you're going to be better in traffic as well, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, um, yeah, definitely. I think so, too. And, and it'll be really interesting to uh, to see, you know, what all transpires from, from those classes and, and uh, uh, see what evolves from the model. Yeah, we got lots coming at you here. Hour number two is just about to begin. But first, I got to throw it back to Sirius XM. Takes 90 seconds to get you up to date on anything you may have missed over hour number one. And then, of course, we're coming back for hour number two. We're going to kick it all off with the APC winner from last Saturday night. He went to Victory Lane, first winner of 2023 in the series, the 54 car of Danny Benedict. Did an outstanding job. Of course, we heard from Dan before the series kicked off. Uh, just to get a feel for it, see what he was doing. And sure enough, look at uh, the job he did. He went out, got that race win. And uh, I'll tell you what, looked good not only on Rev TV, but it looked really good on Danny and his whole crew. Uh, I can imagine it may be just starting to sink in now that uh, he is a United uh, racing series uh, winner. Uh, it's hard to do, man. I'll tell you, to win an APC race is a real tough, tough job. But uh, Danny Benedict did it, and we're going to talk to him about it in about 95 seconds from now. Uh, we're going to have him up on the Zoom line, and we'll get his impression and thoughts heading into race number two. Uh, I don't know if Danny's running the full deal or not, but I bet you he is. We'll find out. Uh, when we come back, gonna throw it back to you, Scotty, in Toronto. Get us up to date on all that news we may have missed, and then presto, we will be back for hour number two tonight. So glad you could tune in. We'll be back in just ninety seconds. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel One Sixty Seven. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. 
Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. And welcome to absolutely everybody on Rev TV Canada. Got to be some excited. If you missed that APC race that came up, I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, trust me, you're going to want to hunt through the PVR, have a look through Rev TV. You want to watch race number one in the APC series because it was a barn burner at uh, Sunset Speedway. Uh, Our next guest is the guy that piloted the 54 car to victory lane and race number one. 150 laps and Danny Benedict was up for it. He's with us now on the Zoom line. What's going on there, Dano? Congratulations on the big win, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. It was uh, nice to finally knock that first one off. Well, you know what? There may there must be something to be said about painting the car instead of black, uh, and being the black. Uh, I don't know the rough, rugged guy. Maybe the white knight is uh, coming through, and that's that is the Danny Benedict we all know. And uh, look at that! You hit pay dirt, not second place no more, Danny. You're a winner. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. There was uh, there's a lot of changes that's uh, that's happened this year. You know. Uh, uh, bringing North Country property maintenance on board. That was, I know we talked about that last time I was on the show, but, uh, uh, having Pat and Marianne support our program and, uh, and believe in us that, that is, uh, is a huge change for our team. Um, a new car, uh, a couple of new crew guys, like j- just a lot of things different. And, uh, you know, to be able to go out, uh, on the first night and, and have success and find victory lane right away was, uh, was it a huge relief for our team, number one, and uh, just a huge confidence builder. And, and to do it at uh, North Country's home track at sunset as well, is, uh, it meant a lot to our whole team, and hopefully we can just keep this rolling. Well, Danny, it's true, right? What they say, if you uh, do the same thing, you're going to get the same results. And you didn't do the same thing as you've been doing. Like you say, you've changed. You got another car. You got some crew guys. You got a sponsor in there. And to my dad, uh, to have the right sponsor with the right car is a recipe for success. And really, you got to take all those pieces to the puzzle and fit them all in and see what you got. Well, we know the answer to that now. You got a winning formula. It is very narrow and windy at the top of that mountain. It's hard to stay up there. But, Danny, you got the right chemistry right now. Uh, and Saturday night, last week, 
Uh, it must have felt like you could have done another 150 laps. Or did the car sound? Were you hearing noises? I know I heard Adam refer to it. Oh, he'll be hearing noises that he's never heard out of this race car. Was that the case? Were you hearing any noises or were you just going, hey, bring it on. I'm set. Um, I think it was mostly just the noises in my head. You know, you, you do start to worry about that, uh, especially when you've been in that position a few times. And, and you know, I, I remember one race at sunset that I felt like we should have won and uh, we had a right front tire go flat. Like just, just something silly like that. You start worrying about that. But uh, as far as the car, man, it, it was perfect. Um, we, uh, we struggled a lot in practice, didn't really have what we were looking for. And, uh, uh, between Paul Genioli, uh, uh, Graham Annis and myself, we kind of all put our heads together and, and just threw the kitchen sink at it. And, and after qualifying, I, I said, that's it. That's what we need. So, uh, tried to, tried to save it as much as I could, but, uh, man, I just wanted to go to the front. So, uh, you know, saved it as much as I could getting up there. And then once we were there, we just kind of coasted and I felt like we definitely had a lot more in the tank. I, I said to my dad after the race, I, I really think I should have done one really hard lap just to see exactly how much we had. But you never know when that, you know, caution is going to come out that late race restart. You want to save everything you got, especially over 150 laps. You know, um, these cars, especially at Sunset Speedway, they fall off. So, you know, it was it was all about just safe, 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 you know, maintain the gap. Uh, my spotter, Jordan, did an excellent job uh, giving me lap times, giving me feedback. Uh, you know, telling me when to pick it up a little bit, when to back it off a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it was it was just a, a perfect night. Well, if there was any question in anybody's mind on if Danny Benedict's going to run the full APC series, I think you pretty well answered the question by going out and winning the race. Is it the plan? I know I asked you this before, but I can't remember your answer. Are you doing the full deal? Yes, yes. We, our uh, Our whole plan was to do the full deal. Um, you know, now that we've knocked off that first win and, and we're sitting on top of the, the leaderboard, we, uh, we definitely need to go out and, and keep capitalizing on these, uh, on these races. So, you know, uh, Flamborough up next, it's, it's always a little bit of a wild card, but we've, we've had quite a bit of speed there in the past and I feel like it, it is one of my better tracks. So, um, you know, with, with the way that APC rules are, we're going to be starting a little deep in the field, no matter what. Uh, you know, I think the best we can start is 10th. So, uh, you know, we're definitely going to have to, uh, keep our patience with us <laughs> and, uh, just, just try to drive forward. But, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Flamborough has been a good place for me. And then, uh, looking forward the next week, right after that, we go to, uh, the closest track to me, which is Peterborough, uh, which, which I'm very excited for. Um, that track is, Essentially, my home track. I, although I haven't run there a ton in the past, it's it's a place we go quite a bit. Whether you know we're testing or shaking down a car or, or whatever, and uh, I, I really enjoy that track. I really like it. Um, last year, I felt like we had a really good car there, and uh, ended up DNFing uh, after we broke something. So, uh, really looking forward to hopefully a little bit of redemption there. Uh, we've already tested there once earlier this year, and and felt like we had a really good piece. So. I think uh, the the goal going forward is uh, survive Flamborough, do the best we can, march forward, get that 54 to the front and move on to Peterborough and uh, just keep knocking off these race wins. You know, uh, I've talked to a couple of people now and, you know, they joke and laugh and say, you know, the, the expectations just went up. But uh, really, there's no change in expectations. The, the expectations for us when we go to the track is to win races. 
And, uh, you know, that's, that's what uh, our whole team expects that that's what we, that's what we go to the track for. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in terms of expectations, I don't, I don't think the expectations or the goals have changed at all. It's, uh, it's to win every time we unload and, uh, that, that started right at sunset. We knocked that first one off and now it's, uh, time to get back to business and get to Flamborough and see if we can't knock down another one. Danny, uh, uh, you know, if you replayed uh, after every APC race over the past three years, um, uh, it, it, you know, on, on Race Time Radio, any time that I talked about the APC series was how astounded I was at the race pace. You know, when they dropped the green flag in an APC race for 100 laps, um, I was always astounded at how fast the race was. You know, like how fast the leaders would take off, how much car the leaders would use up. And and how fast the, the 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 lap times were right from the drop of the green flag all the way to the checkers. Now they add fifty laps to Sunset Speedway, and I'm talking about the race pace in a completely different light. It was one of the slowest races I've ever seen for race pace wise um, through the mid section of that race. Um, you know, with Jr. cycling up front and Walt and and um, uh, uh, Jake Sheridan, um, you know, from the drop of the green flag until about that lap seventy-five mark, the lap times were were slow. Like everybody was saving, saving, saving so much. Um, really, it didn't pick up, pick up until you know the last. I'm going to say forty laps of that race. Were you at all surprised by that? Um, yes and no, to be honest with you. Um, I, I've been part of races at sunset where they drop the green flag and everybody seems to forget that they're at sunset speedway and they try to go to the front by lap 10. And then uh, about, you know, by lap 20, you're driving back by them. Uh, but I, I think a lot of guys, uh, realize that, you know, 150 laps is, is a long distance at sunset and you really have to pace yourself there. So, um, I, I wasn't too surprised that the pace was a little slow. Um, as far as, uh, like I can, I can tell you that as far as I go, um, a lot of that race, I wasn't even full throttle, just trying to maintain the rear tires. So, yep. um, y- you know, I, I felt like a lot of guys were really trying even, and I talked to a few guys after race that thought maybe I was using it up, but I think my, um, experience at sunset really helped me. Um, I, I find that I have a good feel there. I have enough laps there that I can, I, I know when I'm using the car up and I know when I'm saving it. So, um, I felt like that experience really helped me. And, uh, and I feel like some other guys maybe, uh, maybe under when they pitted under that, uh, competition caution, maybe made some mistakes on pit road. Um, cause I, I know I talked to a couple guys that said, you know, after the pit stop, their car just went uh went completely the wrong way so i think uh, i think you're gonna have a lot of guys reevaluating that for the next uh long distance race which is at Sable speedway i don't think you'll see near as many guys pitting but uh as far as the race pace goes i i wasn't too surprised at the start but um at the end of the race i think we were pretty much average lap times were about the same as what they'd be at the end of a hundred lap race so i think guys did a, a good job at saving but i think they just uh made some mistakes through the race, you know, whether it's pitting at the competition caution and making yep. the wrong changes or um, just, you know, losing that track position, you know, uh, watching the 74 car. Uh, he came to the front and he stayed there with me. 
So, you know, that was obviously uh, uh, talking to them. That was their strategy right from the get-go was to just ride around the back, wait for the pit stop and hope that everybody else pits so you can come to the front. So I, I think that track position was valuable, um, especially once you start to wear out the tires, you know, you, it, it makes it really difficult to pass if you can't get that power down, right? So um, I think uh, with it being the first long distance race, I think a lot of guys didn't really know what to expect and, and we're just trying different strategies, you know? So, uh, obviously that'll, that'll change as we do more and more of them. But, uh, you know, I th- I thought we hit our strategy really well and, and we had our game plan going into it that we were going to stay out no matter what. And uh, unless the car was absolutely horrible, but I, uh, I think we really executed it well. Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. You saved the the right amount. You used it when you were uh, when it was advantageous to the fifty four to do it right, that, and that's the whole key to it. Hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Are you a fan of the one fifties? Uh, if they said, okay, we're going to go all one fifties as a minimum, would Danny Benedict put his hand up and go, yay? Um, some places, yes. Some places, no. You know, um, I feel like Sunset's a really good track to do that on, just because it, it adds that little bit more of tire conservation strategy. Um, two hundred laps at Delaware, I, I feel like that's a really long race. That's gonna <laughs> um, be, you know. But uh, you know, I, I think it's interesting. I think it's good to change it up. Um, I actually about five minutes ago just walked in the door, getting home from Quebec. Uh, it was at the ACT race there. Nice. And uh, they, they did 250 laps this weekend at uh, Chaudière. And, and I, I think that was, a little, that was a little bit too long for a, for a late model race. But Was there a um, lot of cautions, Dan? Is that what made it long? Was there a lot of cautions? Yeah, quite a few cautions. Yeah, quite a few cautions. So, you know, from a, from a fan standpoint, um, good race, just, you know, a little, little too many cautions. And uh, by the end, they were pretty spread out. So, mm. but um, it, it's also one of those things where, you, where the series is able to build a lot of hype around that, right? They can, sure. they can build hype around that race, you know, a long distance race as, as APC is doing with the, uh, with the triple crown format. So I think it's, it's a, it's a good thing to change it up. I I wouldn't say you need to make every race the exact same. I think you need to definitely look at and pick and choose some races that are going to be bigger. You know, uh, we don't really have our Daytona 500, so to speak. We have, we have a lot of, you know, uh, 400s. Yeah, we have a, (laughs) yeah, we have a lot of prestigious races. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, I think just picking two or three out of the out of the pile and saying, you know, this one's this one's going to be a big one, this one's going to be a big one. It, it just adds to the excitement, adds to the sport, and uh, I think APC's done a really good job with that. Yeah, they have. Uh, Flamborough Speedway up next for you. Uh, you'll be ready to go for that one. Any testing? Can you do anything like that? As a final question for you tonight. Um, so we do have a bit of a testing ban now. In, in process so um apc is you know uh they, they've done a good job with it because it, it was getting out of hand and, and covid really slowed that down too but um um we're not allowed to do any private track rentals which i think is a good thing mm-hmm. and uh and we're not allowed to test within a week of an apc race so we're actually going to head to flamborough speedway uh this coming weekend and and run their regular show so uh, we're gonna we're gonna go support them and uh, you know give their show a boost and uh, I'm I'm sure that they'll be picking up a few different cars but 
you know, it, it'll be good to get out with a new car and turn some laps. But uh, we'll we'll be there Saturday night uh, for their regular show and see if we can't take on some of uh, some of their regular guys. You know, they got a lot of talent throughout that field. And, oh uh, man. You know, I, I was uh, there last night. I was there. We broadcasted the races last night. Pro Late Models Twin 30s. You may want to go back to Pedal Power and have a quick look at that. Uh, just to scope out what you're going to be up against. Some really, really good talent, but really clean running, too. So it's going to fit you like a glove, Daniel. That's good. That's good. That's what I like to hear. So I'm uh, I'm excited to get down there and see what see where we stack up with some of the best that Flamborough has to offer. Well, good luck. I know uh, we'll all have our peepers uh, poked right on you, bud, and uh, we'll be watching uh, on either GeForce or Rev TV Canada. We uh, don't want to miss uh, an APC race. Uh, you did the dynamite job. Congratulations to you, the crew, and even those uh, those, those the property guys. They, they'd be happy. Absolutely. Thank you guys very much. And uh, thanks to all my family and all my supporters and all my sponsors. You know, we can't do it without them. They're a, they're a huge part of this. So thanks a lot to them. And uh, we'll keep trucking and uh, keep seeing if we can't knock off some more wins. You're going to do it. I can guarantee it. That's Danny Benedict, driver of the 54 in the APC Series. Watch for him. Flamborough Speedway. Watch for him at every race. He's going to be one of those tough customers. we got to hit a quick break. When we come back, Jacob Jacob Dykstra, driver of the 5D, is going to join us on the Zoom line. Stay with us. Hello, I'm Donald Tish from uh, Boischatel, Quebec, Canada. We're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Do you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just a tap, tap away. away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info. Get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live at Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, presented by Steve Lewis. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. 
It's all. Joe Arigato will set his sights on a championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shot him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks and absolutely on Rev TV every Monday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. What do you say we get back to the Zoom line, shall we? And... We got a bonus tonight. Not only do we get Jacob Dykstra, but we get David Dykstra. We got two for one tonight. What's going on there, boys? How are you? We're doing okay. How are you doing, Joe? Doing fantastic. Look at you. Got a bunch of trophies all lined up there. Uh, You're in the trophy room, are you? Yes, we are. Yeah, good for you. Good deal. Hey, I seen you were down south. You were uh, playing down in Ohio. What's going on down there, bud? Uh, we went down for a World of Outlaw race. We just got one of our new motors, and uh, we just had to work out some bugs, and uh, finally got it figured out down at the last night at Sharon, and started reeling in, and we were one spot out of a transfer out of the B, and we were coming, just needed, just ran out of time. Ah, man, don't you hate it when that happens? You just you get that close, but you know what that does, right, Jacob? That just makes sure that you're going to go do it again, and you're going to get not only that one, but you're going to get the rest. Oh yeah, gives oh, yeah. you more uh, more motivation. That's for sure. You bet. How are you doing, David? God, it's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, I, I don't know. Probably fifteen years since I've been on with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time, man. Uh, no longer in a car, I take it, or do you every now and then have to have to uh, jump in and get that feeling back? No, I, I'm I'm a hundred a hundred and ten percent invested in Jacob. Um, he's 10 times as talented as I ever was. And uh, yeah, we just work hard and there's no way financially to fund. It's difficult enough to do it just for Jacob. And, and to be honest, I'm having more fun than I've ever had. So, yeah. Well, Hey, do you know what, what, what a combo the two of you is, uh, you know, when you take a talented guy like Jacob is and you take a crafty veteran like you are, uh, you could probably see now, Dave, a lot more, from, you know, the top of the box, we'll call it, watching Jacob out there and picking up. You know what he likes in a race car. Uh, you'd be the kind of guy that could actually provide it. Yeah, for sure, Joe. We, uh, Jacob and I work really well together. He's uh, We have a good team. Um, 
And yeah, with my you know experience and running a car and being able to help them driving ability and takeoffs and and, and all those things, uh, yeah, I definitely it's it's great working with Jacob. He's he's a pleasure to work with. Good deal, good deal. Uh, last time we spoke, guys. Uh, and it wasn't you, Dave. I was talking to Jacob, but uh, the last time we spoke was uh, we, we were looking at, I don't know, a foot and a half of snow where we're sitting. And you guys were getting all pumped up and heading south of the border to Volusia County and to uh, parts, uh, different tracks down there in the south for Speed Week. Let's go back if we shall. How did it go down at Speed Weeks? Did you, did you hit any pay dirt? Uh, well, we went down to Volusia our first night down there and uh, set, I think we are third fastest in our group, started outside the front row of the heat race, won the heat race, um, did, a, did a redraw and redrew uh, an invert of six, and we started six. We were run third uh, with Dylan Westbrook and Ryan Timms, and uh, around lap 10, just, just missed a mark and got around and Fell back to like 15th and fought back up at, to 10th um, the first night. And uh, and then it, it kind of, we kind of stayed stagnant for a bit. The second night we were, uh, we didn't make it, just ran into a couple issues. And uh, then we went to Hendry and we were run fourth, doing really good. Got uh, spun on a restart. Um, the next night we did pretty good. I think we finished sixth the second night there at Hendry. Um, and then we went back to Volusia with the 410 to race with the World of Outlaws. And I made my first World of Outlaws show out of the B main um, with a blown up motor. We blew it up on like the fourth lap. And uh, I kept my foot in it because I was super excited. And uh, we wanted, I just wanted to make my first Outlaw show. And I nursed it for a second place to make it. And we got back in the pits and we were pulled the valve cover off and we were pulling shards of uh ah. spring and yeah so it wasn't wasn't a good one but uh we made our first world of outlaw show down there and at the fastest and biggest track that you can really go to other than knoxville and uh yeah we were really good and i was really proud of my team when we were down there oh, ah. and uh then we went to east bay um did really run in i think we started fourth fourth or fifth that night and uh running up front and uh yeah i think we finished around there also and uh the second night we uh i got spun on uh, in the heat race and uh broke the jacob's ladder and bent uh, the torque tube and a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and uh we went out for the b main with the rear end all cockeyed and my dad uh my dad did his best to straighten it out as the night went on and there's little tricks or spacing out the bird cages when the torque tube bent and uh he tried to do it as best as possible, and we went out there, and I think we were one spot out of a transfer out of the B starting dead last. And yeah, I think we started 12th or 13th at uh, that B main. So overall, we did did pretty well when we were down there, and uh, I, I was proud with our results, and uh, I think my whole team was. Yeah, well, good. And, you know, Jacob, when you go down, uh, there's no doubt, when you go down to speed weeks, uh, there's a good side and a bad side. The good side is you're getting down and going to do what you absolutely uh, were born and raised to do, and that's race a car. The bad news part of it is you got every heavy hitter from North America ascending to the same tracks that you're going to go to. Uh, so when you say forward progress and you pick up a spot, 
or two spots. You said you picked up like five spots. That is amazing because you're not running against guys that, well, they, you know, they can't be here because, uh, you, you know, like they, a lot of guys can't do that. They can't go down and compete. Uh, a lot of guys wouldn't want to go down and compete. Uh, they'd be scared uh, witless, if you will, because uh, they, you know, scared of the competition. Uh, it, good on you guys for heading down there and making forward progress. That says a lot about your race team right there. Thank you. Yeah, it says a ton. Junior? Yeah, the biggest thing that I, and, and this is, it might sound like a stupid question. I, of course, I'm an asphalt guy, right? But when I when I hear you guys, you know, the, the 360 guys say, well, we've got a 410, you know, and, and we're going to go run with the World of Outlaws, right? Um, how Obviously, how much difference is there between a 360 and a 410 sprint motor? Uh, I know there's a bunch of horsepower in there, right? And there's, there's obviously a completely different uh, uh, motor package. But what is the difference? So what is the difference between a 360 and a 410? And then what is the difference between a good 410 and and or sorry a bad 410 and a and and a, a a great 410 what 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 kind of changes are we are we talking about here is it is it like hundreds of horsepower is it is it 75 is it like what, what kind of what kind of deltas are you looking at uh between 360 to 410 and then a bad 410 to a good 410 um, a three, a really good 360 is usually around 730 to 750. Yep. Um, we've got some 360s that are um, 690, somewhere around that. We ordered a, a 360 just recently, uh, trying to tool back up. Um, and the 410s, you can get them between 8, 880, 890 to 975 horse. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, there's a big difference between the 360 and the 410. And and Even then so to fueling follow and So so to follow that up, you you have a, a delta of of 890 to, to 9 you said 975, 970. Um so so in that if you have like do you need that big motor to go win that race or or like when i look at dirt racing it's more about the track and the setup and and all of that the finesse the, the driver yeah 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 but but like obviously the biggest the biggest motor in a super late model at a place like jucasa um wins the race right if if he, if he can drive seems to yeah but at a racetrack like Sobel Speedway, I don't want 900 horsepower. I want I want 550 horsepower, and I want a car that can turn. Um, but like on dirt racing, how much emphasis goes into motor and and you know getting that big number and and the turnability of it? Um, I know on uh, the big tracks, you're going to want that power there. Yep, you're going to want the you're going to want to drive off the corner. You want to be able to pull going in. And uh, on, like I Knoxville and Volusia, you're gonna want that big, big piece with you. And uh, I know um, if you go to a smaller track like we have around here, uh, a big motor isn't really needed. Um, we had uh, a small 360, and we raced that uh, two years ago, and we finished second down at uh, Maryville and. Uh, we also went to Florida with that small 360 and did decent on small tracks. Uh, you don't need all that power because it's just going to hurt you 
when it starts to get slick. And yep. last, yep. you can um, control it. And if you're really good with uh, throttle control and uh, keeping the wheels underneath you and uh, keeping the car straight, it's okay. It's just it's a lot easier with a little bit less horsepower. Yeah, so it's a double bubble, right? You, if you can use the horsepower, if you can glue it, then yeah, I really want it. But if you're having a hard time hooking it up, it's probably going to hurt you more often than not. Uh, guys, what are you going to do? You're going to go back chasing more World of Outlaw stuff. What is on the horizon for the Five D team? Uh, we're we're going to try and uh, run some outlaw races and Sharon, um, Lernerville. Um, we split teams with the team that we were with last year, um, so so we're just we're trying to pick up what we can right now. Yeah, pick up and figure it out. Like uh, it, it's I don't know whether it's part of it or the possibility of it. Um, I I know out in Western Canada. They've got uh, the driller. Is it called the driller out there? The gold cup or something like that for oh, dirt. Um, and, and I know the World Outlaws, when they used to come up here, would come up into Canada. They'd run the shows here in Ontario. And then they'd be heading out to Alberta and doing the stops out there. Is that something that you would aspire to do, Jacob? Like to buzz across the country and pick up more World of Outlaw races? Well, they don't. They don't really come to Canada anymore. Oh, did um, they not? No, they do not. Um, but we are definitely planning on uh, traveling the United States um, and trying to pick up every race we can. I work um, twelve-hour shifts and I work on uh, rotating shifts. So every other weekend, I I, I work. So we're not going to be able to race consistently anywhere. So we're just going to pick up any race that really we we want to. If we want to go. To Knoxville one weekend, we're going to go. And if the next weekend, we're going to go to Lernerville and, and Sharon. It's just uh, we're, we're kind of feeling here. Um, if, uh, if it makes sense for us, we're going to go. Yeah, that's cool. And the Patriot Series, is that still around? I know there was lots of talk about the Patriots a few years ago. And we used to see those U.S. guys come up here. Uh, what would be the difference in, you know, Jacob Dykstra and the 5D going to their backyard and uh, showing up on their parade? Yeah, we're going to run some of the ESS stuff. Um, Patriots is uh, Mike Gamoff, unfortunately, didn't get the backing or whatever, and he's decided to fold up the Patriots. It's too bad. That was a great series. I ran with them years ago. Um, but uh, I think Mike's running a 305 deal at Canadagua now. Um, he's doing really well, getting good car counts. Uh, we might we might even go there. Um, yeah, but we're definitely going to run some of the ESS stuff, too. Yeah, and it's crazy, really. Um, uh, sprint cars are uh, awesome to go see. Uh, I've watched a number of sprint car races. Man, I try and watch uh, this weekend whenever I'm home on a Friday night, uh, and I want to pick up a dirt race. I'm trying to learn more about it, guys. Uh, I am a fish out of water, like Junior says. We are Rashville guys. But, man, I got to tell you, I got to respect for you know, sprint cars and dirt racing. Uh, love watching the Big O. Uh, it's a great spot. But what I find is with sprint car racing, you're kind of limited to where you go racing. It's not like having a, you know, a prolate model and you've got, you know, all these tracks to choose from to go race at. 
Yeah, you can run APC, but if you don't want to run APC, there are so many invitationals and big races that you could go to right across the country that are big dollar races that would, you know, uh, some guys want to go do that. With sprint cars, kind of tough, right? Like, uh, other than us weekend, who else runs sprint cars on a regular basis that's even in the province of Ontario? Brockville, I guess, runs a crate division on uh, Saturday nights. Um, but yeah, Oshwegan and yeah, the SOS Tour um, is is your main thing in Ontario for sure for sprint car racing. Yeah, and as past champions, now the Action Sprint Tour is that the SOS or was it the SOS and now converted to SOS or is it a totally different series? So the Action Sprint Tour is owned by Glenn Styers. So it was, it's, uh, they made it about four or five years ago and, uh, just, uh, affordable, um, division to go do if, uh, teams can't afford to run 360. Um, they're getting very expensive. So, um, it's just an easier option and just as fun. And they travel all over Ontario and, uh, they have an East and a West tour now. Um, so it, it's a good series. Uh, we, we've won the points twice in it and, uh, we love running it. It's, uh, it was something we did every year. Yeah. 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 And that's what helps you, uh, you know, uh, polish your craft, so to speak, and move your way up, uh, from, you know, what you were doing then to try and qualify for world of outlaw, a sprint car race, which is huge. It's hard to do. And man, uh, kind of cool to see that you're out doing that. Got to say, I'd like to see you guys home. I'd like to see you around this part where, you know, we get an opportunity to see you. But I sort of get it when you're going to hit the road and you're going to try and do different things. A lot of race teams are doing that these days. They're picking and choosing the races they want to go do. And when they go and do them, look out. They're competitive as all get out. Yeah, our family is local here. We definitely love the race. Uh, locally here but unfortunately uh Oshwegan Speedway has taken a stance and has decided for us to not run uh locally here so we've that's why we've kind of been you know put in a position where we're going to run uh where it makes sense and with Jacob working 12-hour shifts um you know we just we have to make a decision on where we go yeah I, I actually heard about that today uh that you guys weren't actually participating took me back really uh, you know, with your experience, David and Jacob, you guys were growing up here. Uh, I don't know the situation, uh, but I can say, like, uh, there, there's got to be some sort of remedy here for the situation uh, at some point. Uh, at least I would hope there would be to see guys like you back in the sport here. Uh, but I get it, too. If you're going to hit the road and you're going to try and open that horizon, what's going to make uh, the difference between a Saturday night racer and a guy that maybe has potential of running half the world of outlaws is a guy that is going to go try and get into the world of outlaws and cut your teeth and do all the same stuff you did to win those trophies that are behind you. So uh, more power to you, man. You're going to go out there and get that kind of stuff done. But I got to say, I, along with everybody, would really like to see you back at home. Yeah, I know uh, we have a lot of fans that are... uh... They're still trying to uh, represent us wearing our uh, merchandising at the tracks, um, trying to make make a difference on uh, the situation that happened. Um, 
it's uh, kind of um, a shame of what happened and uh, a little uh, bit a sour, little bit sour. On uh, their end of what happened, and uh, yeah, it was not uh, brought to our attention until after um, it all happened. Um, we didn't get a say in in anything. Um, we got a a text message and said we're not allowed to race anymore, and uh, it's it's a horrible situation. And uh, I think uh, the racetracks kind of took advantage of uh, of the situation to. Uh, not let us uh, go there anymore and uh, it's just a shame that uh, all the racetracks in uh, in Ontario pretty much um, Oshawa Speedway, Maryville and Humberstone have all um, taken advantage of this um, to get us banned uh, from around here through a team breaking up. Um, teams break up once a week and it's very common that teams put up and they do they do go sour and there's hurt feelings Mm -hmm. um and uh just the way it happened should uh never happen like that and and, uh um yeah i feel uh feel bad for my crew that worked really hard all year and we uh we won their tour two times and we my dad's been racing there for 40 years yeah 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 my dad's been racing at Schwiegen since the door opened. Um, they opened it, and my dad went there and drove back home to race at Maryville and Humberstone. Um, my dad's been around racing his entire life since he was five years old, and I was literally born at the racetrack. I was going to say, um, you were probably conceived somewhere around one, David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, so it's just a shame to see our home tracks um, take uh, take to uh, agree to all this and uh, it's just a shame that we brought a lot of fans um, to that uh, that we had and uh, yeah it was just a shame and uh, very surprised it went this far um, and especially with my sponsors um, I've had uh, great great uh, partnerships over the years and uh we have uh, partnerships now that are still going good, and uh, we've had people reach out to them to try and get them to um, split ties with us and uh, try to um, slander uh, my name and uh, just a very bad situation that happened. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, not really fair to us. That doesn't sound like you guys, uh, you know, uh... <laughs> Uh, it want to go away, uh, but it sounds like things are the way they are. But, you know, if I'd known anything uh, throughout the course of time, there's always heated battles and, you know, crazy things happen in this sport. Um, but I've seen things get resolved fairly quickly, too, uh, because cooler heads eventually, uh, you know, c- come come into play. And I don't know the situation. Uh, all I know is uh, I love us weekend and I love you guys and watching uh, good sprint car racing. And you guys have made me fans along with uh, guys like Westbrook and Steyers. And uh, the list goes on and on. Um, I love watching sprint car racing and uh, love to see you guys back out. But, uh, hey, if you're going to go run the World Outlaws, I'd really like to see that, too. I'm a selfish guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've uh, we've reached out to both parties that have been involved in this situation with uh, no response. Um, I personally reached out a couple times and so is my dad. 
and uh, they they will not return phone calls nor text messages. So um, I don't think it was um, this was all planned. This was this has been uh, in the brewings for a couple years, and uh, my first time winning the points at, at uh, with the Action Sprint Tour, they did. Uh, everything in their power to find anything wrong with our car to get us disqualified everything and uh, our team's been through so much um and it's just it's heartbreaking for us because we even though they uh tried so hard to try to put us down and everything we're still standing up on our feet and we're still ready to race anywhere we want to go um if that if that means with the world of ellas we're gonna go and we're going to try our best and uh, hopefully make some World of Outlaw shows and go to Charlotte in November and see what we can do down there. And I'm just happy to say I'm from Park Coburn and make all my fans proud somewhere else. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And make no mistake, when you're a champion, you're winning a lot of races. Hey, the heat gets turned up on that car. Uh, they're going to attack the living daylights out of that thing. And uh, it, it, uh, I know. I, I've been in the situation where I got guys that are winning a lot of races, and we just got to keep the screws turned down even tighter on them. Uh, that's just part of the game and the environment we all live in. But, uh, guys, uh, I got to say, I hope everything works out. I hope it does, and things always have a tendency to work out. Um, and, and I'd love to see you back up here. But uh, if that's not the case, then uh, you can guarantee we're going to be checking you out on Race Time Radio to find out how you're making out doing the world of outlaw stuff and doing different races. Do us a favor. Keep us posted on how things are coming along. We surely do appreciate it. For sure. We uh, we definitely will. I'll keep in touch with you. And if you're ever interested, uh, they're always uh, streaming on Dirt Vision or Flow Racing, wherever we're we going. So uh, you can always tune in there and watch us race. You betcha. And I will be doing that, Jacob. Thanks so much for the time, David, Jacob, Dykstra. Uh, you guys are great. Go after it and uh, keep us in touch. Uh, we'll keep everybody uh, informed. Thanks, awesome. Joe. Thanks, Joe. Take care. You betcha. Good, good, uh, good, good couple of guys there, I'll tell you. Big spring car guys, and uh, they go way back. Uh, kind of cool, Junior. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, they, it, we've had the Dykstras on our program for, for the longest time. You know, it's uh, um, it goes back years. You mm-hmm. know, I think back to uh, being in the FM, uh, the AM studio, and you know, and sound here, and, and <laughs> yeah. uh, having David Dykstra on. Uh, as one of our first dirt guests that we ever had, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, definitely uh, um, sounds like a sounds like quite the situation, and and uh, they'll get you know, a result. There's there's so much. There's always so much to uh, you know the political side of motorsports that we don't get into. Nope. Race time radio doesn't. No, we don't. We don't ever put our hands in in that water. Um, but uh, that being said, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, the, there's a resolution and and. Uh, uh, you know, everybody can, can carry on and, and and everybody can go race. Yeah, that would be the best of both worlds, so to speak. Let's talk. Uh, we'll go west, eh? shall we? We'll pull in a guy that uh, is getting ready to uh, pilot his number 42 RS1 Cup Series car. Been a while since we talked RS1. They got fired up in April uh, for preseason thunder, but then they haven't done anything since. 
But next weekend, that's all going to change as we welcome in Cameron Haley from Calgary, Alberta, and Cabinets by Haley. What's going on there tonight, Cam? It's been a while. Not too much. How have you been, Joe? Doing good. Doing good, man. Uh, you're getting all ready to go. You've only got, what, a uh, few more days, and you're going to be back out there in RS1 country and ripping around Area 27. Is that a track you love flying around or what? Yeah, no, it's uh, obviously last fall was the uh, very first race there, Area 27. Never never been there, never raced there. Uh, I hadn't been on a road course in five years prior to that, so uh, it was uh, it was a bit of a, a whirlwind slash learning curve at that that race, and still did fairly well, and was happy how I drove, but expected a little bit more. And obviously, at preseason Thunder got to uh, go there now with a little bit of notes, a uh, little bit of knowledge prior, and um, had problems with the car all day, so unfortunately that hindered a lot of things, but. Um, got one one good race in and got the win there, so that was uh, a lot of fun to do that and just dip my toes back into racing. It was funny that race in April. We we're still having snow back here in Calgary and six hours west, and and we're there in the desert and uh, in Area Twenty Seven in, in Oliver, BC. There and it was like uh, I shouldn't really be racing as as we're driving. We literally drove through a snowstorm to get to that race, so. Now everything's summer-like here, so it uh, feels a lot more like going to a race now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would. I hear what you're saying, every word of it. Your dad would have been looking at you going, Cameron, this is nuts for driving through a snowstorm so that you can go do laps. But, uh, hey, kind of cool when you can do that, and that's the beauty of Oliver, B.C. Uh, you, you never know the weather you're going to get there, uh, but you can guarantee at this time of the year, Temperatures are up, and it's usually dry as a bone out there, uh, which is kind of cool. That's what you're going to need to get out there and run a competitive points event. Uh, I was fortunate enough, the last time I was out in B.C., Trevor Siebert took uh, Jerry Paxton and I on a guided tour of Area 27, and uh, kind of cool that what a wicked racetrack that long long straightaway man that's uh that that there is really cool you must get fly in there oh yeah no it's uh it's a really cool racetrack i obviously like i said last last fall was the first time i'd been there and you hear a lot of things about it and a lot of people talk about it and funny i'd never been there <laughs> living six hours away from it obviously down south doing the nascar stuff but uh no it's still it was a it was amazing racetrack you're right i mean that's a long back straightaway i mean nothing nothing compares to the back straightaway at mossport there <laughs> flying down that thing but it's definitely a, a long one it's up there for sure so now you mentioned you had trouble with the car uh when you were there in april how does that work now i know with uh, the rs1 cup series it is where the driver shows up with his helmet in hand, and then you get into the car and away you go. That doesn't leave a lot of room for input by the driver, by the team, on the performance of that car, because they're all set identical or very, very close to it. But what's that do? Uh, did you make a laundry list of what needs to change on the 42 before you strap your butt in? Yeah, I mean, basically, um, as you stated, all the RS1 cars are all prepared the same. They're all set up the same for the most part. Um, and you come to the track and, and you race them. That's the beauty of it. Um, as as you and I both know, and a lot of people know, race cars are race cars. Uh, and sometimes race cars don't run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and it's you can prepare as, as good as you possibly can. 
and and things can happen. And, and unfortunately, I mean, in that situation, uh, when they have that many cars to go through, um, sometimes it's not as easy to diagnose all those issues before you get to the track, which which was a good part of what that preseason thunder was, is right. to try and go through those cars and make sure they're all running properly. So, yeah, we, we had some carburetor issues um, early in the day, uh, basically the whole practice session going into qualifying carburetor issues, which was pretty frustrating. Uh, and, and Trevor Trevor Siebert, the owner of Avion Motorsports, he, he actually took the carburetor off his car and put it on mine so I could go out and qualify. So there pretty cool go. of him to do that. But, but yeah, I mean, it it's comes with the territory. It comes with being a race car. Um, got that sorted out and was able to go out and qualify third and, First race finished first and second race went out. And I tell you, Joe, I've raced a lot of road courses. Um, I've blown up one motor in my life and that was my very first test session in a K and N car back when I was 15. Yeah. Um, and that was about the only time. Uh, and I had something go wrong in that second session. And unfortunately, I don't know if transmission went or something went, but kind of took me out for the rest of the day but uh overall it was a, a good start to the start to the season per se well to get rid of the stuff that you don't want to happen after things get real like they're gonna get this coming weekend you want that car to be spot on and to know you're gonna be uh, uh spot on and ready to go for the task this could be the year cameron that you become the champion in RS1. I know uh, last year was uh, get your feet in, get wet, and you really did a good job. This has got potential now where you could go out and champion. That's cool. Yeah, no, for sure, and I, I believe that I can. Uh, and and actually, it was funny. You you kind of bring this up because I was watching the Indy 500, as I'm sure many were, and um, Santoni Ferrucci, they were talking about him running up front and – they, they made one remark during that and they were, they said something and I can't remember the exact day, but it had been a long time since he had ever even won a race. It was back many years ago, six or seven years ago or something in F3. And it just resonated me with, with me and obviously going up in the NASCAR stuff and the truck stuff and it, it wins that I used to get don't just come like they used to. Um, and I have, I, I really have not won in a long time <laughs> in a race car. And I know I got the one win at, at the RA27, the, the preseason thunder, but it wasn't, wasn't points paying. It wasn't a real win. So I, I'm excited for this year. I, I want to get that feeling of winning again. It's been a long time. I know I can do it. So uh, it should be a good year for sure. Well, hey, you had the potential of winning every one of the races that I was witness to. Uh, to watch you out in uh, Saskatoon when you climbed aboard, uh, just amazing. If it wasn't for a lap car, Cameron Haley, you would have won that day. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. You you definitely look back, and there's a, a lot of uh, shouldas, <laughs> and uh, unfortunately in racing, um, those those never count for a reason. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think this year uh, will be just as good, if not better, having a little bit more time in the car under my belt. Um, obviously, after A27, I mean, road courses are not my specialty, but I love racing them. But yeah, come to Saskatoon here in uh, the next few weeks as well. Uh, Excited to get back to an oval where where I, I really love racing. Well, hey, you were damn good at CTMP and that NASCAR uh, Camping World truck back then. Now they're Craftsman truck, but you're pretty damn good at CTMP, man. You got to like road courses because you were pretty darn good. 
Yeah, I do for sure. And I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't grow up racing road courses, so I didn't have a ton of experience in them, but um, I always loved racing them. I was always fast. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to, to get there. And I think I have just as good a shot as anybody else. I tell you what, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, and and I'm sorry, I'm listening to you, but I'm <laughs> I'm I'm looking behind you, and uh, your colors are red, white, and black, and and I know I know another company that's red, white, and black, right? Race time oh, radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, you should organize all that stuff in a nice cabinet. By Haley, <laughs> you look behind him. That cabinet right there would look pretty sporty, right there. Oh, wouldn't it? Yeah, right, no, uh, right, right up behind there. You could yeah. you could you could you know put all your books away. You know, you always told me, you always told me, you know, keep your room clean. Yeah. Look yeah, at yeah. your damn studio. Well, I'm trying you to. got everything out. He's you, picking on me, nice Cameron. cabinets by Haley set up, <laughs> it could be. Well, we might have to change that, Joe. Come on. <laughs> yeah, look at that. You, look at that setup. Listen, you guys. Hey, leave the old guy alone. Plug, Cameron, Cameron did not prompt this at all. I no. want all the audience to know that. But look at that setup back there. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty badass. Every screwdriver. And he couldn't get a carburetor to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's up to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's going to be a dynamite weekend. I know you're going to be uh, back out there with all the gang, and uh, to get back out and uh, not not in a new way, because uh, you know what to expect now. Are you going to parlay this one into a bike weekend like uh, you and your dad like doing? No, this weekend uh, the bike parks aren't open yet. Uh, it's it's dry down low, but still snowy up top. So we're uh, just going for this weekend. But uh, the following weekend in, in Saskatoon will be the first one the family comes down to. So my kids are all excited. We stay at a hotel with a, a, a water slide and water park. So they haven't stopped talking about it for I, – I don't know whether they like the water park more watching me race. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's definitely – these races, and that's why this series is so fun. It's only five re- weekends a year. I can spend a lot of them. I mean, Saskatoon, Penticton, all great places to go with the family. They're all close enough where they don't drive me too nuts in an eight-hour drive. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> it's still a lot of fun, and I always like having them uh, around for all of them. Well, I'll tell you what. Your dad will be watching over your shoulder, giggling, going, payback is a... <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he'd be yeah. loving it. He'd be loving it. Cameron, it's going to be a good weekend. i got a sneaky suspicion. Good luck in that RS1 car, that number 42 cabinets by Haley Machine. And uh, go out there and get the job done, will you? You bet. We're uh, we're going to give it a, a good shot at least. <laughs> I guarantee you will. And we'll get you back on here next week as the winner. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> you betcha. That's Cameron Haley, driver of the number 42 in the RS1 Cup Series. Uh, going to be an interesting weekend. I can almost guarantee you, Junior, that that guy is going to figure into the results. Absolutely. Hopefully he doesn't bring his mountain bike to Saskatoon, though. Ah, he would be no. definitely, you know, you, oh, you don't need be, a mountain bike out there. No, no. He'd be pedaling and coasting for quite a while, <laughs> wouldn't he? I don't think there's a hill. Hey, and you know Saskatoon. what? When you get that cabinets by Haley set up back there, you yeah. can leave my bobblehead out. <laughs> leave the best it out front. bobblehead up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. You can't even see it up there. Look at that. Well, it's all covered up. I'll tell you what. It's going to be a good weekend. Uh, results from Delaware. We didn't even get to it. Who won? Hey, Connor Pritigo won. Did he? Uh, he picked see, up the win it. in the late models. Uh, uh, Scott Steckley's kid, man, Kyle Steckley, he drove his butt off mm-hmm. from the back of the pack right up to the front. Uh, Brandon Vanderwell got upside down in the late oh, models. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, in the man, 10. Uh, good to see he, he was okay after that hit. 
a couple of really bad hits uh, over the course of the, the night there. Uh, Paul Fothergill went to Victory Lane in the V8 stocks. Cool. Uh, there was a rainout um, uh, feature from the, the week prior. Um, I'm not sure who won that one. Um, but uh, the Bone Stocks uh, was won by Phil Givens. Phil. Uh, he drove the wheels off that number 50 car. Cool. That's and, where uh, we're going to have to leave cool. it because we are down to 15 seconds before the end of this one. So uh, we'll have to tune in to Delaware Speedway Friday night. That's all the results. This weekend. Yeah, that's, well, that's it. You we're got good. them all in. You're good. Have a good one, everybody. That's going to do it for us tonight. Got to thank Susie Q right here in the Race Time Radio Studio. Scotty back in Toronto. And I believe it's Tim at Rev TV. All of you, thanks so much. And thank you all for tuning in. And we'll catch you next week right here on Race Time Radio. Same time, same channel. See you then. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 